schools out of my 33 years. I spent the first 10 and a half or so as a custodian from uh, just a regular frontline custodian all the way up to a head custodian or facility manager, whatever kind of terminology you want to use for that. And then from there, I became an administrator. But you got to keep your building clean for the love of God. You cannot have that kind of stuff. And so this is wrong. your third book, right, Mike? This will be the fourth one. Fourth yeah. book. So, yeah. and uh, this book is it going to be more about these experiences that you're having right now? Uh, a little bit of that, but more of you know, like one of the things I like to do is have a beginning of the year letter with the staff, introduce our staff, tell them what we do and how to get a hold of us. They need something. Professional communication. One of the things uh, when I went to this building, I said to the principal, hey, do you mind if I speak at the staff meeting for a few minutes? Um, how many head custodians actually go to the staff meetings with teachers? I don't believe you have to go to everyone, but you should go to at least three. And that is the first one of the year when the teachers come back and maybe one before winter break uh, and just kind of give them a, you know, this is kind of the projects going on over winter. And then the last you know, staff meeting of the year. And you wouldn't believe the teachers who emailed me and said, man, it's so great to have you inform us of kind of what you guys do. I had no idea you did all that stuff. So little things like that, um, how to communicate with the principal. I send out a weekly email to the principals where I say, you know, this is the custodial notes. So I'll say, you know, John Doe is on vacation this week. We're going to get a sub on Tuesday and Wednesday. We won't get a sub on Friday or whatever. Um, and then I talk about maintenance issues and I have four categories where I update them on work orders. And now it's a quick email they get every Friday of things going on. You know, winter break's coming up. We're going to deep clean the restrooms. We're going to burnish the hallways, you know, whatever that might be. So these are things that to be a rock star, you have to be in control. You don't want the principal constantly telling you how to do the job. You want to be proactive. The best compliment you can get is when a principal's like, uh, well, the best compliment I got when I was a custodian, I'll never forget it. It almost brought me to tears. Um, so we had, uh, every time new people would try to move into the neighborhood, they would come check out the school. So our principal at the time, he would always introduce the secretary and me together and say, Mike and Peggy was her name. Mike and Peggy run this place. I just work here. And, and I thought, how cool is that? And he's told me, he's like, I never have to worry about nothing. When it comes to the physical part of this building, I don't have to worry about nothing. You're like an assistant principal that deals with the facility. So just those types of things, how to, how to be successful. It's not, it's not something that's ever taught to them, you know? And that's what the fourth book is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I will touch on these things and how to make sure you're, cleaning properly and that type of thing. But, you know, we this, this is the book, folks, that started it all. Yeah, it was. It's what made us buddies. <laughs> hey, I gotta, yeah, I got to say, this, this is what started the whole Rockstar program that we use today, Bobby. Uh, I actually, you know, another person on LinkedIn told me I needed to read this book. And I read through, well, most of it, parts of it, you know, speed read, you go know, through. The part that really got me was the nine characteristics of a rock star. And that's what set us on the Rockstar program that you see today that we go around the country promoting. And we've, 
we're, by the way, while we're here, uh, nominations, folks, if you're listening to this, are still open. They're open through the end of October. We're going to be nominating another rock star again this year. Bobby, you and I have had the pleasure of doing that four times so far. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, of course, these are these other two books too. Yep. So yeah, um, but we were talking before we started. You know, so whose responsibility is it for 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 this building to get in this condition? And I and I think it's a multitude of people. Um, you know, sure. I mean, did anybody ever teach that previous head custodian? about those floor drains. Because I can tell you that I talked to a, a couple other of the head custodians in the district and showed them those exact pictures. And they looked at me and said, I, I didn't know those were on the floor. I bet mine are filthy. And I said, they probably are. And that, that's probably why your restroom stinks. That's one of the reasons anyway. So, um, so I do think it's some management, but I also think it's, you know, pride. It's, you know, uh, and, and, my two folks that didn't have that same standard, they had this old standard. When I would do something to turn one of these things around, I would say, man, doesn't that feel good? Man, look how clean that is. Do you realize how easy it's going to be next summer? Because we don't have to deal with this. I don't have to spend three days doing this. This will take a day now next summer. Do you realize how much easier it is? We can, you know, have a lot less stress next summer. So I tried to pump them up that way. Because you know, how do you how do you get them to get the eye of the eye for clean? Because that's what obviously yeah. in that school, there's more. There's there's thousands of people walk through that school. Yeah, I mean, were yeah. they complaining that they like are they used to it as a staff used to that level of cleanliness and then they become blind to it? How do you get the custodian to have that eye for clean? Yeah, and you're you're right. You're exactly right because they would say we just got used to this. So that it was the opposite effect of, for what I see. You know, I see the filth. They, they just got used to it. But I have found just showing them, and like I just said, you know, just and then when you do clean something, I know in this particular school, I don't have a picture for it, but uh, there's the cafeteria, then the gym, and they have a big, huge dividing wall in between it. And along that wall is a, a metal uh, stainless steel um I don't know, plate, I guess you would say, filthy, just filthy. So I scrubbed that up and it just shines like brand new. And, and then I would show them and I'd say, look at that. Now look how pretty that looks. And it, now the school's starting to look new again. Um, so for me, I think the best way is just to show them and try to get them excited about it, you know? And hey, did you realize the underside of that sink gets filthy? Because that soap just runs and then it gets on the lip and then you have just a lip of soap underneath there. Just piles. Of, oh, I never thought of that. The toilets. Do you realize I just cleaned that with a little bit of soap and a little pad and just a little bit of elbow grease? And now when we wax that floor or lay finish, as we lay finish, <laughs> um, we're, we're not going to we're not going to lay finish on the on the toilet. So we won't never have to deal with that again. So. So that's why I do it, Bobby. I try to show them and get them excited about seeing the difference, um, you know, and God knows I used plenty of the secrets I've learned from Dave and told them about it. Uh, they were mopping the bathrooms with bleach. I'm like, first of all, you realize the dangers of breast cancer with bleach. Have you ever researched that? And uh, these two folks are ladies. And I'm like, if I was a lady, especially not that a man can't get it. Um, 
I definitely wouldn't be using bleach. I want we don't even use it in our house. So, um, so it's just trying to educate them, um, sharing stories of experiences. You know, I remember when I screwed this up, when I tried this and I, you know, I overmixed the stripper or whatever. And I think adults learn by sharing stories the best. Me personally, that's what I believe, you know. You know, Bobby, I think one of the things we were talking about before we got on air is when all and and I think, you know, we're all pretty much in that same category. Nobody was teaching us these things. We had to learn these things, didn't we? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's on the job training for a lot of people. But I mean, and and so that's it on the job training. So who did we learn from somebody that was just doing it? And maybe that acceptance level of cleanliness was what Mike's found here. Yeah. That's who we learned from. They just didn't know. I mean, I know whenever I started, there wasn't anybody that was formally teaching what we're talking about today. Now we're here, we're doing that. Um, you know, and, and I hear this from people all the time. Well, you don't understand everything's so advanced now. Everybody has an auto scrubber. Everybody knows about a Kayback. Uh, apparently that's not true. Yeah. Story about that. <laughs> Story about Kayvac. Oh, what? we lost your sound, Bobby. Did we? You there, Bobby? Oh, no, I'm here. I'm just in the showroom. So oh, I'm in the um, showroom of Ocala. So there's every now and then we have, we'll have yeah. a customer or a person talking in. So it's all part of but, the uh, uh, I had one of the best custodians in this particular school district. I happened to work some overtime with him one weekend over the summer. And uh, he's like, well, I'm going to use this Kayvac thing. He never used it. <laughs> and he says, uh, I'm going to hose these chair, this furniture off because we were just emptying furniture out of something. But anyway, um, I said, well, what'd you put in that thing? Oh, I use X product. I said, empty it out. You're going to ruin the motor. I'm like, you only put water in that thing. Yep. And I said, and, and I tell you, I need to tell something. Put a big sign on there, water only. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I but, will not tell you, I don't know how many times in my yeah. career that I've seen people, I've got to add chemical to that. No, that's what is on the top. Yeah. The chemical is dispensed. In it. It's yeah. a dispenser. But this What's guy, a dispenser? Yeah, but this guy is a rock star. I mean, you could eat off of his floors. But he, I, think, he, I actually think it's a Kyvac issue. I yeah, think you're right. well, that's Kyvac what I'm saying. Put water only on that tank. Yeah, exactly. In, in, and, big, and, in a big plaque. Yeah, but because he, he's not the first person I've heard done that. Yeah, but it's just little things like that that make all the difference in the world. And I told him, I said, believe me, once you get used to that using that thing, if you break that down, you're going to be sorry. Because- I got I got to tell you guys, I know I know a customer that I sold Kyvacs to many years ago, and the first thing he did every time is he stenciled on three sides of that machine water only. Yeah. He stenciled Smart. it on before he ever gave it to his employees. Smart man. Yep. <laughs> but it's the things that we learn, right? Yeah, yeah. And so here we are talking about it. There still is learning that happens every single day. Technology has advanced since you did it 20-some years yeah. ago. Yeah, And that's what you're talking about. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. But how much of it actually gets down to the front user, the, the, the technician doing it? And that's why you and I do what we do today. Yeah, yeah. Because I can tell you what happened in this particular school district. They bought them for all the schools. <laughs> But they just showed up. They're they're all of a sudden they're on the loading dock, and they assume I'm meaning supervisors. They assume that they're going to use the little Kai video on there. Um, but, don't but, get me started. But, but no, they don't. don't but they don't do that. it. Yeah. You know. So. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. 
That's why you should have an in-service as a school district. And you could say, you're getting ready to get this new piece of equipment. I'm going to show you how to use it. And the number one thing, do not put nothing but water in it. If you forget everything I say, only put water in it. You know? but, but, but Bobby, this is what we were talking about before. There's so many things in the cleaning uh, arena that are the little particulars that never get filtered down. And, you know, you're, you're on that side. The chemicals are behind you. You're in the distribution side of that. How many of our salespeople actually hear all of this messages? Does it actually, I mean, they hear it, but it never gets filtered down to the frontline worker. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, Salesperson yeah. told them a wonderful thing. It just never got filtered down. Well, and then sometimes the salesperson will deliver it to the supervisor who will not deliver it to the frontline worker. So where's so, the actual use yeah. of it and the benefit? Yeah. Well, part of part of the scenario, it, there's there's plenty of blame to go around for everyone oh, sure. in, in that kind of stuff, but there are there are scenarios where you could you could anecdotally tell stories of the school system that buys that piece of machinery at the lowest possible bid and doesn't build in training into the into the requirement of the purchase, doesn't build in any type of service, and they get what they get when they do that. If mm -hmm. uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna buy it and and it's and you don't build that into your bid, you you're gonna you're gonna reap the rewards of that decision. Um, and then there's salespeople that obviously need to be better trained or or don't accept the responsibility of that type of um, uh, service only because they're not they they didn't build it into their price. And uh, those are all things that, that can you can blame both sides. You say, oh, that's a that's the customer set that up wrong. Sales guy's not doing his job on this side of it. Um, but that's just education on our side to educate both of us, the customer side and the sales rep side, that that's that's part of success. Right. Not the selling of the piece of equipment, but the actual in-service and training it at all different levels. Well, this is what we were talking about. You know, you asked me a particular question. How did I get it started with all of this? And I went back to Bobby and I said, why are we doing what we're doing? And we were talking about a dust mop. Yeah. You know, if you use a dust mop, what are you trying to actually accomplish? And does the dust mop actually do it? And you said, no, yeah. it doesn't get all the it doesn't yeah. get all the dirt. So then I went, why am I doing that? You know, unless everybody in the equation starts asking these questions, what suffers? The kids are yeah. the ones suffering in your case, what you're experiencing mm -hmm. right now is still the same issue. Ultimately, we're all responsible. We're all in that chain, but ultimately the people using the facilities are still suffering. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And that's why you're going back to it and doing this and learning that. Yeah. And you're saying only two things changed in 20 years? That's all I can tell. I don't know, I could be wrong. I've been wrong a couple of times. Well, technology, I'm sure in 20 years, I'm, when you first started, there was probably not microfiber wasn't all around oh, no. like it is now. Now, I'm sure auto scrubbers weren't around. Nope. Um, they weren't around. In, they were around, but they weren't prevalent in every account. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, they were because I was using them 40 yeah. years ago. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they were no, here. But they were the size of a tank and not yeah. everybody could afford them and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Now you have micro scrubbers and all this, the different technology. I mean, obviously, there was no robots. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wait, you didn't even talk about robots that are now cleaning the restroom. They got robots to clean the restroom. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. That's crazy. Man. What's going to happen in the next 20 years, guys? It's hard to tell. It'll be exciting to see.
Now, well, we probably won't be here talking about it like this, will we, guys? Probably a lot slower if we are. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe somebody will get a word in edgewise, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, it'll be a fully autonomous cleaning process. Yeah. Yeah. yeah AI will do all of my talking for yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. Well, they'll That's be doing a lot of cleaning. Yeah. They'll be doing a lot of cleaning. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been humbling and it's been a lot of different emotions. And overall, I mean, it, it, it also made me start thinking about where did I, what mistakes did I make as a supervisor? You know, could I have done a better job listening to their complaints? You know, yeah, they could be kind of real. Um, then you got all those other tiers, even as a administrator, you got to deal with HR and HR doesn't want, you know, go that far with things. And, but it definitely was a good move for me. It's going to help me write what I think is going to be my best book. That's going to be the most helpful for, uh, you know, the head custodians. And um, I'm real excited about it. I'm thinking about doing a little podcast of my own or, or YouTube channel uh, called In the Custodial Zone with Mr. Mike, where I have, uh, you know, little nuggets of information about, you know, you know, these types of things and how to just be a rock star, you know, and. Well, you, should definitely, you should definitely do that. Yeah. You should definitely yeah, so. do that. Well, I can't help, Mike. We still have the Rockstar nominations yep. that are still going on. Uh, we're now in the middle of uh, September here pretty quick. Uh, we're going to be doing these through uh, the end of October. Folks, if you're listening to this, please go to rockstarsofcleaning.com. This is where you can find all the information right here at the top of the screen. It says click here to nominate. Uh, whether you're a school district, whether you're a church, your industry, you're a building service contractor, anybody can nominate anybody for the program that we built together. Mm -hmm. uh, we are here to recognize the rock star custodian. Now, we will tell you something else. There's no money involved. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's not a reward program mm -hmm. to make money. This is for what we're actually been talking about for the last 30 or 40 minutes. Yeah, actually, somebody that actually is doing it based on the criteria that you wrote in the book. And that's the formula that we've got here. You can see all of that. And then that way, folks, this is about finding somebody that's actually doing the right thing for the right reasons, not because it's a popularity contest. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Absolutely. You know, hey, we've been in doing it four times. We'd love to do it. Uh, go here. You can see the videos of what we've done before. Um it's, it's been a great rewarding program. We want to continue it, but we need your nominations because, you know, come the 1st of November, we're going to put out somebody's name and then you get to do nationwide voting. Yep. Like American Idol. American Idol. <laughs> okay. Rockstar Idol. Rockstar yeah, Idol. Yeah. There, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And, and I actually think that the, the no monetary tie brings a stronger sense of why you do it. You know, more pride versus, oh, I want to get this award so I can get a thousand dollars or whatever. It's I want to do it because I'm proud of what I've done. You know, how clean I've made my building, how I talk to people, how I put students first, you know, those types of things. I think when you put money to that, it's it's a little different. It doesn't well, it, mean it, as it much. Taints it it, it, yeah. does. it does. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that's happened every time, Bobby, whenever we've done this is I love to. the And if you go on there, folks, you can see it. Uh, we've got the podcast out there about we always do a like a 30 day review afterwards. And it's just really interesting how many people come by to that custodian that was recognized yeah. in the community 
it's that community that gets around these people once that you identify yeah. that. Well, uh, wasn't the first one Nikki? Yeah. And she's grown in her career. Oh, yes, absolutely. So that's another thing. I mean, what a wonderful thing to put on your resume if you're aspiring to be more than just a custodian or a frontline. Oh, yeah. And Nikki, yeah. Nikki will always say, she always reminds me every time I talk with yeah. her, I check with her about once a year. She goes, just remind everybody I was first. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a title that she'll never give up. Yeah, she's over in Pinellas County, by the way, Bobby. Oh no, I was there. I know. <laughs> yeah, and and then the last one we did was with a gentleman up in uh, um, um, Chesapeake Bay, mm -hmm. and we checked with him thirty days after. He says I was at a gas station getting gas, and somebody hey, you're the rock star. That's cool. And, you know, I mean things like that. Yeah. I mean, that is the empowerment yeah. of being recognized for the right reasons. Yeah. Not because, hey, you won 10 grand. Yeah. Yeah. Believe me. that, And that was one of the things when I went back to being the custodian, that, that was something because as an administrator, it's constant pound down. This ain't right. This is, you know, constant complaining. I mean, one day I called my wife at lunch and I said, hey, just want to let you know, I got three compliments already today. Oh, Mr. Mike. And another thing that's funny is I told you this yesterday. The secretary got in a little bit of trouble because she started calling me Magic Mike. And, 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 and what she meant by it was, if I call you on the radio and say, hey, we have some boxes to deliver or we have a spill or whatever, you just go take care of it. We've never had that. So she had to change it to Marvelous Mike. So, <laughs> so we're looking for the next rock star that gets called up and goes yeah. rock star, whoever. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so now you can see why, Bobby, why we have so much fun when we get together and talk. We, we, I don't, we don't, oh gosh. Don't we never that. have nothing to say. <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> it's very cool. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing your podcast. Well, thank you. All right, Mike. And I might even ask you to be on it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but my problem is I got to learn how to do all this, you know. I won't always be here to help Yeah, you. I know. <laughs> so, folks, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Talking Clean in a Dirty World. Uh, make sure that you go and uh, subscribe and follow us on YouTube. You'll find us there at Jim Supply on YouTube. You can find, uh, oh, gosh, all the episodes. Uh, the last one, I tell you what getting a lot of hits out there. When Dr. Whiteley came on and started talking about biofilms and everything, oh man, we, hey, Bobby, I didn't tell you this, but even at the conference this week, uh, I had several conversations about biofilm from Dr. Whiteley's episodes. So uh, people are out there watching and listening to what you're doing. We're just uh, happy to be here. And hopefully you'll gain some information and some knowledge from what Bobby and, and uh, everybody's put together here at Talking Clean and Dirty World. Thanks for viewing. Make sure that you like, share, and subscribe. That's the only way this benefits anybody else. Thanks, folks. Rock on. Bye-bye.